Hey, everybody, it's Jennifer Perry, the smart money gal coming back to you again on this wonderful Monday. And I wanted to uh, hope wish that everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I know for us, we did. We just kind of uh, kept it uh, to us. It was myself, my husband, our two boys, our two dogs. And uh, that was kind of how we celebrated our Thanksgiving. Um, it was different, as I'm sure most were, considering that um, COVID is is present and uh, front and center in all of our lives. But I do hope that you had at least um, an opportunity to spend time with loved ones and family and that you were able to reach out and talk to to uh, people that you haven't had a chance to connect with. And, you know, here we are. It's almost the end of the year. It's hard to believe because in a lot of uh, conversations I've been having lately, um, some clients have been saying to me, can we just do a do-over? Like, can we just, you know, rewind and um, go back at the beginning of 2020 and just make it um, a, just a different time for all of us. But, um, you know, I think I have always tried to look at the upside, um, try to find something good in everything that, that you know, we go through. So for, for me, 2020 has been, you know, a time to kind of sit back and look at some things in my life that I wanted to do different personally as well as professionally and I think that, you know, there is a lot that we can learn um, from COVID and the whole situation with the pandemic um, that has kind of taken us all by surprise. And I know this, you know, this uh, today's show is about year end financial ideas to kind of get you on track for 2021. But I just want to pause for a second and kind of unpack what we have learned in the past, you know, nine months, 10 months since COVID has really kind of taken over. And I think for me personally, it has been an area, um, a time of reflecting and showing me gaps in my own life and different things that I didn't have ready and that I've needed. Um, and, you know, so I want to touch on some things right now that you need to have in place as we speak, let alone um, in, you know, 2021 and the years going forward. Um, and, and, you know, really, first of all, that's just talking about essential documents and I recently ran into this myself. Um, my husband and I had been, well, we went away. <clears throat> I was working on a project that probably most of you are familiar with now down in Florida. And um, one of my credit cards was compromised. And when I was there, there's not much you can do about it. And, um, I, you know, you have things that are set up on auto draft. And I got a notice from a fraudulent activity. And it was a repeat charge that happened over and over again. And I recognized the charge, but I didn't recognize the charge for six times of the charge. So I had to reach out to my bank and I immediately said to them, hey, this was a fraudulent charge. Um, please, you know, take care of it. Honor the one charge, but don't continue to honor the rest of them. Well, I myself have had this relationship with this bank for a very long time. And even though they knew it was me, that I was the one that they were reaching out to, I still had to provide all of this documentation of that it was me, um, you know, that just kind of verifying my identity. And it was easy for me to grab those papers together. But then at the same time, I'm like, okay, so I have to go through all of this to prove that I am who I am. 
And my son recently had to do it where he had to provide his birth certificate and we couldn't immediately put our hands on it. So, uh, you know, there are a lot of different things that are changing um, from fraudulent activities on credit cards. Um, Obviously, we're all hearing about voting scandals and election results and, you know, where we are going to be made to prove our identity a little bit more than we have in the past. So as I say all of that, I want you to understand that it's really important to have documents that you really, really need uh, set aside and pick a place. Um, If you need me to send you a place, whether it's a a box or if it's a binder, I'm happy to do that so that you can keep all of your information together. But when I talk about essential documents, it's like your birth certificate. It's your marriage certificate. It's your divorce decree or any settlement that you may have had. It's your social security card information, medical information, bank account information, um, bill pay logins. I can't begin to share with you how many times I have worked with widows or divorcees who don't have that documentation. They don't know what the online banking logins are. They don't have the passwords. Um, Please make sure that you're able to kind of assemble all these things. And in all seriousness, if you reach out to me, after you watch this live stream and you need me to send you a binder, I will be happy to send you a Swan financial binder with all the dividers. And I will do that just, you know, on me because I believe it's so important to do that. And I'll even send you some things to have it all organized because it is so crucial that if anything happens, you have all that information together. And while we're talking about essential documents, you need to be sitting down and you need to be reviewing your beneficiaries You need to make sure that in light of everything that's been happening with COVID, um, people are are losing their life uh, because of this unexpected pandemic. Um, Their whole entire world has changed. And for some people, you know, they woke up that morning not realizing two or three days down the road they were going to, you know, become infected with this virus and no longer be here. So this is a learning, this is a teaching moment for all of us to make sure that we have kind of our ducks in a row. So beneficiary designations. I work with people all the time that still have ex-partners, um, their different last name on the beneficiary um, items, whether it's life insurance, if it's a 401k at work, if it's annuity documents, you need to make sure that your beneficiary designations reflect how you feel currently about the people that are on there. Because if something happens, it's going to supersede anything else that anybody says, because they, they look at it as that's what you had made that decision. This is where you want your money to go. So beneficiary designations are really, really important. And in addition to that, 70% of people in the United States do not have a will. And in the time that we're living in right now, your will is very important. Knowing what you want when you are no longer here is very, very important. And in addition to that, probably I would say the two most important documents that need to go along with that will are your advanced directives. So you have one for your health care and you have one for your finances. Let's talk about the health care directive. I have heard horror stories myself from clients, from friends that have been in the hospital dealing with COVID. I have lost a couple clients who have been in the hospital because of of COVID. You need to make sure that if you are unable to tell a doctor 
or a nurse or a hospital, what it is that you want for yourself, you better make sure that you have somebody who is there by your side who can call the shots. Because I have heard story after story, the decisions were made for people because they didn't have that very important form in place. So please make sure that you have your advanced directive in place. Please make sure that you have your financial power of attorney in place, because let's say you are in the hospital. Let's say something happens. I mean, we are expecting our very first snow in the mountains, and I'm kind of excited and kind of scared at the same time. But if something happens to me and I'm driving my car and I'm in the hospital and my husband has to go and make decisions for me, well, I know he can because I have it set up where he is the power of attorney over our finances. When it comes to me, he's the power of attorney for my healthcare decisions. And you would be surprised how many people don't have these things in place. Even if you don't have a will in place, even if you keep pushing that down the road, please make sure that you get these two documents in place. If you need to be able to find out online where you can download them and you can get them um, for little to no cost, please reach out to me. I have resources with estate planning attorneys as well as Legal Shield, which is something we're going to be talking about at a, you know, in another show. Please make the steps and take the steps that you need to right now to make sure that you have these things in place. So if everything that you gather from what I'm telling you for how to wrap up 2020, you need to make sure that you have your ducks in a row when it comes to your essential documents. You need to make sure that everybody knows where they're at should anything happen. You need to have your healthcare proxy done, your power of attorney. You need to have your power of attorney for your, um, your finances and your will and your beneficiaries. I know that sounds like a lot, but all of us mostly right now are at home. So even if you're working from home, spend 10 minutes a night until you get a handle on this. But please, 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 please. Now more than ever, please make sure that you have all of your essential documents in place. Okay, so now that I've said all of that, now, and I mean, going forward, you need to make sure that you have that. If you don't get a chance to do it right now, although I think you should, please make sure that you take care of it going forward. You know, and the end of the year is always a great time for people to kind of start to sit down and start saying, okay, hey, listen, you know, uh, do tax planning, really start to take inventory on their finances. And this year is unique in the fact that most people are usually spending time right now planning holiday parties and, you know, where they're going to go and uh, as far as trips and getting together with family. But, you know, it's going to look a little different this year. So you have more time to make this a priority. So I want you to be better prepared for the upcoming year because we were, re we were all hit in the face in 2020. Whether it may not have hit you where you couldn't work any longer, but you've been able to work in a virtual situation like I have, you know, but if you have kids, it's really taking you back with kids. If you've lost your job, if you've lost your health insurance or your life insurance, there are a lot of things that we had to be reactive to this year because we just weren't expecting it. My goal and the goal here at Swamp Financial is to make sure that you are proactive not reactive when it comes to planning for things in your finances and in your life that need to be a priority. So to be better prepared for the upcoming year, I think the number one thing you really need to do is just take a really good, close look at your budget. And I know you're sitting there going, oh my God, I hate the B word. You know, so call it your cash flow plan. 
Um, one of the things I learned going through the Ramsey Solution Master Financial Coach course was people don't really like the word budget. So well, let's look at your cash flow plan, okay? Because no matter how much you're bringing in, it does matter how much you're bringing in, but it also matters what you're paying out. Because one of the things I learned um, going through Dave Ramsey's course was, you know, if you don't manage your money, your money is going to manage you. So it's important to understand what you're bringing in, but it's equally as important to know where it's going. Okay. And if you're spend, if you're spending frivolously, you may want to take a closer look on where it's going and kind of what you can cut out. Because, I, I mean, I, I teach Financial Peace University classes. And when I sit down and I start really working with the students, they'll say to me, you know, there's nothing that I can do that I can cut out of my budget to really start to save and build my emergency fund. And, you know, when we sit down and we start having the conversation, I look at it like, how many times do we go to Starbucks? Let's be honest. How many times do we go to Dunkin' Donuts? How many times do we go out and have lunch with friends? It all comes down to priority and discipline. So sit down, take a really, really good look at your budget, figure out where your money is going, and then maybe start pulling out one or two things. Um, if you like eating out with your friends, that's great. Well, eat out one less day. Start packing your lunch. You know, if you are still going into the office, I'm not telling you you need to give up living. What I am telling you is, don't make excuses when you don't have savings because you're spending. So number one, take a good, close look at your budget, okay? And then look carefully at the money. Where is the money going? Uh, I work with a lot of clients who have variable income. They may get one big bonus in one month, and then six or seven months goes by, and then they get another bonus. Well, you know, you have to plan for how your income is coming in. And if you're not sure how to plan a budget around variable income, another good reason to reach out to me. I have experience in that. Um, my husband and I actually live in that type of an environment. So I can give you a lot of really good feedback on that. So be sure to reach out and we can talk about that. And then cut back. You know, I know it sounds horrible, especially in the year that we've had. Um, you want to do a little bit more. We feel like we've all been, I don't know, have had to sit on our hands and not go and enjoy life because of what's happening. So you don't really necessarily want to cut back. But at the same time, a lot of people that are out there have been forced to cut back. And that's just not a good place to be. It's not a good feeling. But if you take the you know bull by the horns and you're making the cutbacks, then you're going to feel a little bit better about that. Uh, because right now, I think, uh, one of the things you have to realize is that even if you're cutting a few dollars a day or a month and you start diverting that into savings, you would be shocked at how quickly that adds up. And I actually use a savings program like that at my bank and I have it round up and it puts money aside and I had forgotten about it. And I'll tell you what, like I had a couple hundred dollars that was sitting in there. It's perfect. I can use it for Christmas. I can use it for whatever I want. So look at something like that. I know Acorns does that. Find out if your bank has a program like that and just start diverting a couple dollars here and there. You know, I've met so many people who say, oh, I just can't do it. I'm like, well, when you're looking at it, it's like losing weight. If you look at like, hey, I've got 50 pounds to lose, you know, don't look at it like that. Say I have two pounds to lose or, you know, say I have three pounds to lose. And same thing about eating a pizza. You don't eat the whole pie at one time. You eat it slice by slice unless 
I have three sons. They would probably eat the pie all at one time. But anyway, you see what I'm saying? Little tiny baby steps and incremental changes can make a world of difference if you just stick to it. That's the number one thing is this has got to be a priority for you and your family. This takes discipline. And I'm not saying that you can't have a wonderful life and enjoy it. I'm just saying be smart about the decisions that you do. That's why Smart Money Gal was launched. Not because I feel like I'm smarter than anybody out there. Not at all. It's about education, 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 financial literacy. My job is to give you financial confidence that you don't have on your own. So that's why we pull, we kind of like unpack all of these things and figure them out together. So once you cut back, then what you need to start doing is, hey, listen, you know, this year was a crappy year, um, but you know what? Next year, uh, I want to go away on a nice vacation. We weren't able to go away and do anything this year. I want to do something nice for myself, for the kids, you know, so start saving towards that. Just make that a goal. And if you get there and you know, you're putting $10 a week away, you're putting $100 a month away and come August or July next year, if the world has kind of reopened and you look at it and you say, well, I've only saved 500 bucks. So I was only able to save 500 bucks. You set a goal, you saved $500. Maybe that vacation looks a little different. Maybe you didn't get to go to the $2,000 vacation you want, but you have to award yourself when you stay disciplined and dedicated to doing something. So set, set a goal, no matter what it is, whether it's vacation, whether it's buying a new car, whether it's going out to dinner, you know, even if that, that sounds silly, set a goal for yourself. It gives you something to shoot for. So make sure that you're doing that. I mean, this is a great time of year. I know for me, Thanksgiving is always a very big thing. I sit back and I wonder, you know, I sit and I look at everybody who's been in my life. And I've looked at all the people that I appreciate and I'm grateful for um, you being one of them. But it's a time to reflect and it's a time to look forward about, you know, going into the new year. I'm thankful I'm still here. I'm thankful I'm healthy. Thankful my parents are healthy. My husband and my kids are healthy. So it's okay to have goals going into the new year. So set a goal no matter how small or large it is, I'd love for you to share that goal with me. So shoot me a message and let me know what that goal was. If you need somebody to keep you on track for that, that's what I'm here for. I'm a coach and I'm a consultant. So if you need accountability for setting this up, please reach out to me because I can help you make sense of all of it. So as we start you know, looking into 2021, you know, we're going to, we're going to look at our budget. We're going to sit down right now. We're going to look at our budget. We're going to cut back any frivolous spending. We're going to figure out if we're managing our money or if our money is managing us. And we're going to set a goal for going into the new year. But now, you know, most people make new year's resolutions and I, you'd be shocked how many people reach out to me in January and they say, Jennifer, this is my year. I'm going to take control of my life. I'm going to take control of my finances. And they start, they start off running just like gym memberships, just like all these other things that people do in, in uh, January to make a new year's resolution. You know what? I would challenge you to make 2021 your year. I know some of you made 2020 your year. And that just kind of went sideways. Make 2021 your year. Make it the year that you actually set goals for yourself financially and you meet them. If you're afraid you're going to fail, set little ones. I always set a little one and a huge one because I want to challenge myself. 
but just set goals. This is a new year goal. This isn't a new year resolution. Resolutions fail. Okay. So make a new year goal to get your financial life in order. And what you have to do is take your current life into account. Where are you at financially? Where are you at situationally, if that's a word? Um, are you single? Are you a single mom with kids? Are you divorced? Did you just lose a spouse? Did you lose your job? Did something change drastically in 2020? Because for me to sit here and give you some general, you need to do this, um, it works for everybody, that's not fair. Because every single person is individual and they're in their own circumstances. So when, I, when you do this, I challenge you to do this just thinking about yourself. Take into account where you are right now financially and where you want to be, okay? It's important to know where you are and where you want to be. If you're not sure how to get there, that's why you're listening to my show. You're listening to my show because you have financial questions. So take into account where you are right now in your life, okay? No matter what it is, if you've lost your job, you know, you're going to figure it out. You're going to get it sorted out. If COVID has hit you, financially and physically more than some of your friends and other people around you, that's okay. You know, one of the things I can probably tell you and give you the permission for, because I needed permission for it myself in the past, ask for help. It is okay to ask for help, whether it's with groceries, whether it's with transportation. There are a lot of resources that are available now. It's okay to ask for help, but take into account where you are right now. And then also look forward going into 2021. What do I want for my life? What do I want my savings to look like at the end of 2021? Do I want to save $500? Do I want to save $5,000? You set that goal and understand going into the new year what expectations that you have for yourself, okay? What debts do you have and how quickly do you want to pay them off? Because if you need help with, you know, debt consolidation and a plan for your debt, another area I can help you with, um, there are a lot of things that I've learned and a lot of techniques that I've learned that really help people accelerate paying off their debt. So reach out to me for that. Um, you know, what, what long range goals do you have? Maybe you have little ones. And the very last thing you want to think about right now is college or future education or whatever else it is that you have in mind, weddings, you know, just sit down and look at those goals and don't think that they're, you can't attain those goals. My job is to motivate you to, to have real serious kind of parental conversation sometimes to let you know, if you want to achieve this, this is what you need to do. It goes back to priority and discipline. I can teach anybody how to become a millionaire. I can. And it's not as hard as you think, but it requires priority and discipline because I myself can only be as motivated about your money as you are. So if you're not taking the necessary steps, I can't help you get there. So make sure you sit down and you discuss with your partner long-term goals that you may have. You know, my husband and I have goals to pay off our house, you know, or we have goals to expand on our house. We have things that we've sat down together. We've talked through them and we've set them in stone on what we need to do. Now, some of that's going to change. Obviously, it changed this year, but we didn't give up on them. Um, for those ladies that are out here listening uh, who believe in vision boards, uh, we do vision boards all the time. 
And it's fun when you can start pulling those things off. So I challenge you to put a vision board together for 2021 and just kind of start picking off those things, do little things and also big things. Um, And literally what type of expenses can you cut out of your budget? I know for my husband and I, we gave up a landline a long time ago. I think a lot of people have, um, you know, we cut the cord on regular traditional television. You know, we have all of our paid for channels now. Uh, we, you know, we do a lot of things that we can to kind of look at where the money is being used and if it's a really good, I don't know, place to have it or if you can kind of reposition it to do something else. And then also figure out different ways that you can um, maybe reduce your bills and talk about, you know, if it's if you have gas, reach out to the gas company, electric, find out all these things. You can weatherize your home or whatever you can do. There are, we have so much time on our hands right now. And I know it doesn't seem like it, but we have a lot more time on our hands than we normally would have um, in any previous year or any holiday season. Because there are a lot of things right now we aren't doing to where now we have to put ourselves on a to-do list. Because I can tell you as women, we don't. And next week's show is going to really talk about that. So if you want to know what I'm talking about, join me again for next week's show or the next show that we're having, which is going to be on December the 7th. Um, But, you know, it might all of this might seem overwhelming. So just sit back for a second and take a deep breath. We are at the end of probably the most challenging year that I can tell you I have ever faced in my life. And I'm going to be 50 next year. Don't tell anybody that. But it was literally been the most challenging, but it's also been probably one of the most um, rewarding and one that I have learned the most from. And I know right now it doesn't seem like that to some of you, but this is your time. This is like go time. You have to make sure that you have your ducks in a row, your financial house in order, because we do not know what's going to happen from day to day. I'm excited about the vaccines. I'm excited about an opportunity for a new year of new opportunities and so many different things. And, you know, but at the same time, I have to be ready. So wrapping up this whole show, really get yourself together the end of this year, get the important papers that you need together, reach out to me if there's anything that I can do about making sure that you have all of your essential documents in place, your beneficiaries reviewed, your will and your POAs in place. If I can help you with a cash flow plan, if there's, I can sit down and talk through different things with you with um, setting up goals for yourself and really giving you the blueprint on getting to where you wanna go. That's why I'm here. Reach out to me. Shoot me an email, jennifer at swanfinancialadvisors.com. Find me on LinkedIn. You know where I'm at on Facebook. Go out to my website, swanfinancialadvisors.com. There is no excuse that you can make because one of of the biggest things I probably learned, and it was after um, an opportunity I had to be with Tony Robbins, was we are 100% responsible for the decisions that we make and for how we react to things. It, it, so a decision not to do anything is a decision, okay? So if you're gonna watch this show to support me or whatever it is, and then just literally go on to the next thing and not do anything, that's a decision. And that's a decision that only we ourselves are 100% responsible for. So please keep that in mind as you're listening to the things that I've shared with you today. If you need me, I am here. 
Um, I am working virtually, still business as usual. I will be here all holidays. Uh, I'm here for you. So there's no excuse for you not reaching out and um, getting your things in order. So I hope that you've taken some uh, great points from this this uh, podcast. Please reach out to me for a binder, for you know any worksheets I can help you with to to take um, your financial. Um, life serious because I'll be happy to send them to you. So until we meet again, thank you so, so much for joining me again on the Smart Money Gal podcast. And I look forward for the next time that we get together.